Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. Happy you're having a great day. This is the show that celebrates the amazing people who are working so hard to make this place such a great place to live work and play. Got a couple of quotes to share with you. A friend of mine shared this from Joker Inspiration, and uh, it's pretty practical. It says this, we're not given a good or bad life. We're given a life. It's up to us to make it good or bad. I think that's I think that's true. You know, some of us are dealt better cards than others, but at the end of the day, we control our own destiny and we have an opportunity to uh, sort of shape the way we want the uh, here and now and the future to be. And then uh, my Frank, my, my friend Frank Willem posted this from Wordables, and um, I thought it was a pretty good one, actually. Should you ever find yourself the victim of other people's bitterness, smallness, insecurities, and, or insecurities, remember, Things could be worse. You could be them. Wow, that's a good one. Let me read it again. Should you ever find yourself the victim of other people's bitterness, smallness, or insecurities, remember, things could be worse. You could be them. There's a lot of message in there about how we treat each other. And, um, you know, there are some people that just, you know, that the only way they can get ahead in life is by tearing other people down. My goal with people like that, unless there's someone close to me that I can't get away from, is to dive as far away from them as I possibly can. And uh, it's it's those who are negative, those who are who aren't kind to others. That's the probably the quickest way to get a block from me on social media. I'm not real aggressive with it, but to be honest with you, I don't have time for people who uh, are bitter and have smallness and express their insecurities in a way that tear other people down. And uh, you know. If there's a if there's a message in this show, it's uh, to be positive, to treat each other with respect, and never forget. You never know what someone else is going through. You just you think you may know, but you don't know. And everyone's going through something. And if everyone would go through life, sort of respecting others, and uh, you know, being more kind, uh, man, this world would be a much better place to live in. That is for sure. Anyway, uh, let's uh, shift gears now. Move over to my friend Clay Williams, the executive director. Uh, the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport. And Clay, you know what was interesting when, it, when we got you scheduled? First of all, good morning. How you doing, my morning. friend? I'm doing well. Always yeah. good to be with you. Listen, I reminded myself when uh, I saw you pop up as, as someone that was going to be on the schedule for today that the last time you and I got together – it was probably one of the best conversations we've had. We went off onto lots of different topics, but you know, you've had, uh, you've been, a, you've been around. You got a lot of great experience, and you care deeply for coastal Mississippi. You care deeply for the state, and uh, it was it's fun to spend time with you, man, because you you have such a wonderful view about about this place. And uh, anyway, I enjoy our times together. I wish we probably should have you on more often. 
Well, I enjoy being on the show, and I've always uh, welcomed the opportunity to work with you on various committees and through different organizations. And uh, again, this this place does mean a lot to me, having grown up here and and uh, seen it transform over the years, and had a chance to live away for a while and come back and uh, and and really enjoy it, enjoy the the work that I get to do and enjoy the civic activities and get to work with people like like you and, and uh, other leaders that we have across the coastal community. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been awesome. Um, have you, before we get to the airport business, have you done anything fun this summer? It's been a good summer so far. As, as you know, we have, uh, we have two boys, Alexis and I do. One's, one's 15 and one is 10. And so they've been engaged in a variety of activities with camps and some other other things ongoing. So we've enjoyed uh, getting to see them do that. And uh, we actually um, one of the things that I'll, I'll mention that, that actually ties into to the airport, too, is we had an opportunity at the beginning of the summer to take advantage of our of our sun country. Uh, nonstop flight to, to Minneapolis. And I'd, I'd been to Minneapolis before, but had never seen other parts of that state. Truly beautiful and uh, much cooler this time of year and uh, some nice lake regions there for, for good out, outdoor activities. And so I uh, really, really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, been a good summer and I and, uh, hope yours has been too. Yeah, no, it has been. Um, listen, uh, when I was working for the Sun Herald, one of the one of the things I've mentioned on the show before, but one of the things that Roland gave me the opportunity to do was to go spend a month in St. Paul, which is, as you know, just across the river from Minneapolis. And uh, that that newspaper, the St. Paul Pioneer Press, was owned by Knight Ritter. And so I went there and I worked in the newsroom. I worked with a, a managing editor. Her name was Vicki Galler, just terrific managing editor and had so many great experiences while I was there. And uh, during that part of my career, that's when Brett Farr was actually playing in Green Bay. And uh, I had uh, been on the, I'd been on some corporate projects with various people from Wisconsin, and you know they, they you know they they worshipped Brett Favre as you well know. And of course, Green Bay and the the, the team, uh, the Green Bay Packers is a very unique team in America in the way that they're owned and the way the relationship they have with the community and whatever. There was someone from the newspaper once said, you know, why don't you? I, I got a great suggestion for you. Why don't you take a ride in? to uh, Wisconsin and just get a sense of the, of the, of the, you know, the rural areas of Minnesota and Wisconsin and stop at any store. And, you know, you'll, you'll go into the country and go, stop at any store and see the shrine to the Green Bay Packers and see the shrine to Brett Favre. So one day I did. I drove deep, you know, drove into the rural areas of, of uh, Minnesota and then to, to Wisconsin. And, wow, the first store I stopped at, was out in the middle of nowhere, man, and uh, man, there were definitely shrines to Brett Favre. It was it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. One of the things I did while I was there, incidentally, is I got close to the outdoor editor of the newspaper and went duck hunting with him, and I went fishing with him in some of the, I think, is it land of a, a thousand, ten thousand lakes, yeah, ten thousand lakes, yeah, ten thousand lakes. <laughs> um, Who, you know, it's you meant it. You meant it when you said it. It's super cold in the wintertime, but in the spring and fall and summer it's absolutely gorgeous there man it's a beautiful i would really encourage people to go if you haven't been it's a it's like going into another world isn't it it is it really is and you mentioned uh going there and and kind of seeing the the shrine to our 
Hancock County's uh, Brett Favre. We had a we had an airport and airline roundtable on the Mississippi Gulf Coast a couple of years ago and had a number of airports from uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin that were in for uh, the, the event that was being held in Biloxi. And they got to uh, appreciate the fact that he was from here and they saw photographs of him in various restaurants and establishments across the coast. So they, that was the highlight of their trip. <laughs> Being. Yeah, that's a that, that I mean le- left an amazing legacy out there. That that's for sure. And uh, you know these these neat little partnerships that you guys have with airlines that you know, may enable you to have these direct flights to something like uh, the the uh, Minneapolis airport. Um, that's a that's a that's a really cool thing, isn't it? It is, and it's it's good. We bring these in uh, on a seasonal basis, and we appreciate the partnerships with the airlines that are flying these programs for us. Um, so, so just giving you a little bit of an overview. So the Minnesota service has typically been a September through November service, and it's worked well for the coast for the last seven years, bringing in Minnesotans to this area. About 83% of the traffic that on that route originates in Minneapolis coming to the coast. So that's good inbound uh, visitation for us. But we were very pleased that our partners at Sun Country Airlines, they extended the season this time, started it back in April. And so it started flying in April and it will run through middle of November. So really, really pleased to have that in the market. Another thing too that I'll mention when you mentioned um, seasonal service offerings, Allegiant Air, ultra low cost carrier has, has fares as low as $40 each way in the market right now. That service is still flying this summer. So if someone uh, who's listening to the show wants to take advantage of that, that service runs through the middle of um, middle of August. So encourage people to do that. It's a great opportunity flying to Orlando, Sanford airports, short um, Uber, taxi, Lyft ride down to um, to the parks there in, in Orlando. So good, good opportunity for families. Now let's take a step back for a second for people who may be just uh, coming into and maybe this is the first time they've heard you and me chat before. Let's let's remind people about the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport Authority and what you have to say grace over. Absolutely. So we are the second largest airport in the state of Mississippi and uh, we have commercial service at the airport that's offered by five airlines united american delta allegiant and sun country we also have general aviation here at the airport and the military has a strong presence at at our airport Um, we have got 1600 acres of land that fall under the purview of of the gulfport bluxy regional airport authority we've got a uh, three commission governing body uh ricky you know those those gentlemen well lieutenant general clark griffith is our current chairman brigadier general joe spragans is on our board of commissioners as is dave dennis and those uh, individuals do a great job and we appreciate them offering let's, their time and expertise. Let's, let's do this since we're at the end of the segment. We'll pick it up right there on the other side and talk about some of the commercial sides of what you do as well. So we're visiting with my friend Clay Williams, the executive director for the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport. We'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. We're having uh, a conversation with my friend Clay Williams, the executive director for the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport Authority. And when we went to break, we, he was giving us a sense of, you know, what he has to say. Grace over um, second largest airport in um, in Mississippi, five major carriers, a commercial side to this, a military side to this. You even you even have land that you're involved in as well, don't you? We do. So I mentioned we've got uh, 1,600 acres of land under the purview of, of the airport authority. And, and on that, most individuals just envision the terminal building. But we have, there's an office park that's located across uh, from the terminal facility here at the airport that houses a number of uh, governmental agencies and private entities that are, that are situated there. There are two hotels. Uh, Hilton Garden Inn and a Marriott Residence Inn that are located on airport property. It's a joint use airport. So you have Army National Guard and Air National Guard that are also on the on the airport, along with a cargo facility, air traffic control tower and other general aviation um, hangars that, that are located at Gulfport Biloxi. In, inside the terminal <laughs> facility, there are other commercial establishments and vendors with whom we partner. You have um, company called Faber that's just opened three new restaurants at the airport. You and I have talked before, Ricky, we think at the airport that first impressions are very important. We want to make sure that when someone comes to South Mississippi, the airport's often the first thing that they see. We don't want it to just feel like anywhere USA. We want to make sure that it has a bit of a coastal flavor to it. We do that through our art program with coastal art exhibits. But with our new restaurants, we just opened three new concepts in partnership with our with our vendor, Faber. And what they, what they opened here at the airport was a chandelier Brewing Company. Chandelier's been around uh, at uh, in downtown Gulfport, and it's been a popular local uh, brewery here in town, and so they have that offering in the airport. Coast Rose, which again is a local uh, coffee offering in, in, on, in coastal Mississippi. We have a, um, an establishment coffee connection that's serving the Coast Rose uh, coffee, and then you you always need a fast food for someone that's in a hurry, and when there's a Sonic offering now that replaced Arby's in the airport. So again, that's a, that's a strong partnership for us. And we feel like it provides something that's unique for people that are, that are coming here for the first time. I always like to dive into the numbers and, uh, you know, we've gone to pre pre uh, pandemic and then during the pandemic, the challenges and the beauty of being diversified with the casino partnerships and the military, et cetera. So, uh, you know, we've been through all that in past shows, but let's kind of you know, give us a sense of where we are right now. So, so year to date, uh, if you look at year to date traffic through the month of uh, June, we're up 6% as compared to, to last year. If you just look at June of 23 versus June of 2022, we're up 11%. And so that's, you know, a number of things are contributing to that. Again, people are out and about summertime, families are able to travel and people are wanting to come here and enjoy our, our beaches and deep sea fishing and golf and the other amenities that we have. But uh, a few things have happened, Ricky. One is we've worked diligently with our airline partners to try to rebuild seat capacity since the pandemic. Uh, United, for a while, uh, we had um, 
we were just at two flights a day. They're now back to three flights a day. So that's great for connectivity through Houston. People that are traveling westbound out of Gulfport Biloxi are trying to come from the west into, into Gulfport. That's, that's good service for us. I mentioned the seasonal offerings. That adds additional seats to the market. Delta has added uh, extra mainline service into the airport. And when I say mainline, we're talking about uh, two-class jet service where you've got Boeing 717s and Boeing 737 coming into the market. So that's more seats. And anytime you've got more seats, you're able to build additional traffic. And, and it also helps uh, from an airfare standpoint. When you've got restrained capacity, airfare tends to go up, which can can constrict uh, you know, the, the, the traffic volumes. But what we've seen is additional seats added by airline partners. And that's a good thing considering the fact that you still have a nationwide airline pilot shortage. So unfortunately, a lot of pilots uh, retired or were allowed to retire during uh, the pandemic. And so to, to build back that workforce, it takes time. It's not an immediate solution. And so they're working towards that, but we're fortunate here that we've had some additional flight uh, and seat capacity added. And so that's that's been helpful. Well, it's... Uh... It's interesting to watch. I can't help but think while you're talking about challenges that I've heard about. I know you don't want to speak badly of your brother, but you know the new Gulf, the new New Orleans airport is nice, but they've got a bit of a nightmare when it comes to the rental car side of things and <clears throat> parking and whatever other challenges they're having. Um, I, I also wonder how much people think about the uh, the shootings on I-10 East and um, how that might factor into the decision. Does anybody ever bring those issues up with you? They typically don't bring it directly to us, but one of the things we do try to to influence folks and, and, and hope that the, the people listening to this show will take into consideration is this is an easy and convenient uh, airport to use. Parking is adjacent to the building. Rental cars are located in terminal, you've got just there are a number of amenities that make it uh, make it an easy to use. And, and actually, it, it, when people compare cost, we know people consider out-of-state airports, whether it be in, in Louisiana or Alabama, and they're looking at in their comparison shopping. But we always ask people to take into consideration what is the real value of that ticket, even if there's a slight price differential when you compare it on Expedia or Orbitz or one of the other booking sites, you do have to take in consideration what is the parking cost, what is your time worth to you, and what's just the overall wear and tear to get somewhere. And so we hope we're, we're hopeful that you know that message resonates. We certainly uh, we we pitch that not only through our advertising campaigns, but when we're speaking to civic groups, and and you've always been a good advocate for us with that, and we we greatly appreciate it. Well, I, I, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot of factors into the decision to go to New Orleans and use the New Orleans airport or even go to Mobile and use the Mobile airport. And I think if people would consider all the costs associated and uh, the price of convenience and your time, as you pointed out, they'll they'll pick uh, Gulfport every time. And it's good to see the offerings continue to get increased. You guys are always really smart about strategic planning. And uh, that's one of the reasons why after Katrina, the, you know, the, the airport went forward with massive, you know, redevelopment there, you know, improving everything about that place. Um, what's on your what's on your list for the future? So we're trying to enhance the facility. 
uh, on a regular basis, and we're working for, for future growth. One of the things that we're doing is we know that there's, uh, there's room for additional general aviation um, hangar uh, capacity at the airport. We were fortunate. We just received a grant from the Mississippi Department of Transportation through their multimodal program, and that's going to allow us over the next uh, 12 to 18 months to construct another set of T-hangers so we can house additional aircraft at the airport. That's that's something that we've been trying to, that's really been an effort since Hurricane Katrina to build back that capacity, and we've done that steadily and, and been appreciative of, of our partners there at MDOT and helping us do it. In addition to that, uh, the governor has been supportive of the airport and helping us to secure some Restore Act funding to build a new fleet maintenance facility. This, this actually, we've got a very uh, an old facility that that's uh, in need of repair, and we get we're going to construct a new a new uh, fleet maintenance facility. And it allows us to better take care of our of our facilities and our runways and taxiways. And uh, we have a major lighting pro uh, project that's underway where we're updating and upgrading all the the uh, lighting along the runways and taxiways at the airport. So constantly looking for opportunities to position ourselves for future growth and to maximize you know, some of the funds that were dedicated for this region of the state. I mean, we, we were impacted by an oil spill uh, in 2010 and feel like some of those sources are, are, um, are, are applicable to what we're trying to do to, to grow this market. Well, good luck. Good, definitely good luck with that. As you as you think about um, the the incredible, as you, you pointed out, you've got a great board of trustees that you're working with, all of them accomplished real you know two two military ex-military officers and um, and then of course Dave Dennis who's an incredible entrepreneur I say it every time we talk but you really do have when you have a three member board and they're they're politically appointed you do run the risk from time to time you're going to get a bad apple in the group but the but the, the truth truth is the airport has been more than lucky having sort of this dream team to work with so you've got some good balls Bosses, don't you really do they they care about the airport and and most importantly they care about the community and they understand all three from their their business and their military backgrounds that you can't survive as a market without having an airport that flourishes and uh, again they're very generous with their time and their expertise and uh are very good to the team and, and helping uh, advise and and uh, very, very glad glad to have them advocating for us on a regular basis. They do that in, in Jackson and Washington and around the state because, as you well know, they sit on a multitude of boards, not only in, on the coast but in the region. Clay, it's been a great to catch up with you, my friend. Keep up the good work. Good to hear the the, the airport is uh, ex continuing to expand and that you've had growth compared to last year and more offerings for people of coastal Mississippi. And, uh, you know, keep up the good work, my friend. Well, thanks, Ricky. And we thank everyone that's listening for flying from Gulfport, Biloxi. Look forward to visiting with you again soon. You bet, man. This has been Clay Williams, the Executive Director of the Gulfport, Biloxi International Airport Authority. When we come back, we'll be joined by my friend Jamie Bates. We'll see you after this. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.